morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Monday morning. We've got all your NBA action covered from the weekend. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Justin Ron. We've got Nissan Blofstein. We've got Rob Lopez making a food run. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, the Celtics don't have fun anymore. Magic Johnson doesn't think good faith negotiating happened. And Luka Doncic leads yet another comeback. But first, oh, that Lakers defense is real bad, guys. Sixers 143, Lakers 120 in Philadelphia. Start off with a crazy first quarter. Uh, as Kyle Kuzma dropped 23 points, Lakers scored 40, Sixers scored 39. Tobias Harris had 14 in the first quarter, kind of keep the Sixers from getting overwhelmed. And then it was a pretty close, manageable game, at least for the Lakers. Uh, I would say up until the end of the third quarter, Sixers pulled away. Fourth quarter, they pulled away even more. Sixers were ridiculous on offense in this game. And, and some of that was their good, and some of that was the Lakers are just awful defensively. They had a 67% true shooting in this game. Uh, Joel Embiid, 37 points, 14 rebounds, three assists. He was 12 of 16 from the field. Tobias Harris finished with 22.6 rebounds, six assists. JJ Redick had 21. He also hit a ridiculous fading three in the right corner going at full speed. He got fouled. He got to like preen for the Sixers bench a little bit. Uh, Maybe the biggest strategy in this game that actually worked for the Lakers, Ben Simmons, 8.7 rebounds, three of 13. He actually took a three, which I, it was disorienting. I, I got a little dizzy when I saw him take it. LeBron was guarding him all game and just played off of him. Justin the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, it overall though. I, I think it's uh, one of those games where you find out having JaVel McGee isn't as your best center. Isn't the best strategy when you're going up against uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, he, he just absolutely ate them alive and, and Tobias Harris and JJ Reddick gave them enough shooting on the perimeter to, handle this pretty easily in the second half. It's uh, in terms of what the Lakers were doing, obviously defensively, they were terrible, but at least offensively, like it's a little encouraging, right? Kuzma went crazy in the first quarter. LeBron, LeBron had like a, a solid game. He had 18 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists. Didn't take a free throw though, which was kind of weird, but it, uh, you know, the Lakers didn't have a completely horrible strategy offensively. Yeah, I would say I, I saw a lot of people kind of upset with how LeBron James was deferring a lot more, which would make sense with why he shot zero free throws. He really wasn't being as aggressive, but I think that their strategy offensively was fine. That's not really the concern here. It's like you said, defensively, they didn't even try. There were a lot of plays with wasn't just Embiid. Can't really do anything against him, but they were just letting guys go directly to the basket. And that yeah, kind they, of had that, they had that one fast break, right? The fast break where like Reggie Bullock and Kyle Kuzma get completely yeah. confused and like Joel Embiid's just dribbling the ball down the middle of the floor, gets an easy dunk. They had a couple that wasn't that, you know, with Embiid, what are you going to do? I kind of, I see that nobody wants to get in front of him. That's sure. kind of sad, but, okay. yeah, but, kind of, but it's also kind I of the job, right? Right. But then that's the thing is you're not even trying and you, you're going to be a game or two away from not making the playoffs. So that, I think that's just completely indefensible. And you're not, so Kuzma's not going to go for 39. What did he have? 39 or 37, yeah, 30, 39, 39 points yeah. every night. So if you're not going to get that kind of offensive showing, from one of those guys, you can't just completely give up on defense. Right. And just, I mean, they, they, they've been kind of okay defensively for parts of the year. And then lately it's, it's been a bit of a dumpster fire, but you know, they're now two and a half games behind the Clippers. They're two games behind the Kings who are in the ninth spot right now. Like it's, it's not panic time, but this is really where you, you need to see LeBron like be a leader, right? Not, none of this like, Oh, well, hopefully we can all pull together. Like it's gotta be like my bad guys for trying to trade everybody. Now we need to play. Yeah. And I think this was another example of him being a little more passive than he should have been. Um, I think at some point now that the deadline has passed, he's just going to kind of get over it. Um, that was something he had talked about even last season when he was frustrated, it took him a while to just say, okay, this is the team that we have down the stretch. Um, I, I do think Luke Walton does deserve credit for how 
well this team's played defensively overall, uh, given the fact that they just don't have a lot of good defensive players. They were good but, last year too. It yeah, was like with even were. worse defensive players. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, integrating LeBron when he's only trying on one end of the court can hurt a defense to some extent, but uh, he's got them playing good positional defense. And I think ultimately they're going to be okay. They, they were basically the fourth seed before LeBron got hurt. And while I think some regression was going to naturally happen there, um, I, I think they're going to have enough to kind of close the gap, especially with the Clippers blowing things up. So that's uh, Justin, you know, gives a little praise to Luke Walden. We're not going to do that here. We're going to, we're going to stir the, we're going to stir everything up. Uh, is he on the hot seat? Like, I don't see how he makes it to the draft, no matter what happens to the draft. Maybe not, but he's going to finish out the season. I mean, unless right? they go, if, if they have like a bad two weeks, like a really bad two weeks, I could see them. Who are like you replacing him with? That's a great no, question. You've got to have somebody know. to replace him with before you just cut Luke Walton mid season. Hi, Luke. The season. Oh no! <laughs> I know you that know you're being coming. serious you about know it too. I've seen coming. Justin posting it on Twitter every once in a while. It'll just pop up on my TL. Justin going, <laughs> no troll, but I think Ty Lue would be really good for you guys. <laughs> and Anytime Justin starts troll. out a tweet with no troll, you know you're, <laughs> you're about like, to troll. oh no. <laughs> but seriously, you're not going to cut a guy. It's not mid-season necessarily, but you're not just going to cut him if the season is a wash, anyways. Try and see if you can make it to the playoffs. If they don't, then I think Luke Walton absolutely is on the hot seat and. Maybe a little bit rightfully so. The rotations that he's been playing with recently and even to close off the third quarter, it was pretty – Well, you, you have what, none of your good guys out there. You have KCP, Rondo, and uh, Chandler yeah, closing I out under, against them. I understand that. I think it's a good point. I do think he gets too much crap over his rotations. That's not a good roster. Who's he right. supposed to throw out there? Like at some point you have to throw everything against the wall and see Someone. if it's like cooked pasta. pasta right, right, but like you, you don't have like who's out there. You don't have Ingram. You don't have any of the guys that have been actually playing decently yeah, throughout the you, night. You're just throwing out your worst lineup. No, you could. I mean, I wouldn't say he was throwing out his worst lineup. It just ended up being the worst lineup. I don't think he went like, <laughs> give me my worst lineup. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> it's one of those preset ones in 2K. My worst. <laughs> Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, something worse, guys are usually more comfortable you know, rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. Uh, I'm guilty of it myself. I've had tears in my rotator cuff for years. Still haven't gotten surgery. Still haven't gotten it fixed. Uh, just living with it. And, and it's dumb because we never take care of ourselves. Same can be true with erectile dysfunction. Guys, it's not the 50s anymore. We can talk about this. It's fine. It's, all, it's a fact of life. Plenty of people go through it. You get it fixed. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, no uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com ding. You fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor. You get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Uh, guys, go online and get checked by a doctor. It's so easy. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys never tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy. So take care of it. We're not, we're not, we're not going to be upset about this anymore. We're going to get it taken care of. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash ding. That's GetRoman.com slash ding for a free online visit. Again, GetRoman.com slash ding. All right, let's get to the news from the weekend. Celtics are not having fun, guys. They blew a 28-point lead to the Clippers on Saturday. And afterwards, Marcus Morris had some pretty heavy thoughts about the state of the team's mentality. This is, this is from Morris. For me, it's not really about the losses, but the attitudes that we're playing with. You know, guys are 
you know, hanging your head, it's just, it's just doesn't, it's not fun. You know? Like, it's not fun. We're not competing at a high level. You know, even though we're winning, it's, it's still not, it's just not fun. You know, I don't, I don't see the joy in the game. I watch all these other teams going to league and guys up on the bench, they're jumping on the court, they're doing all, you know, all the stuff that this look like is they're enjoying, you know, their teammates' success, they're enjoying everything and they're playing together and they're playing to win. And when I look at us, I just see a bunch of individuals. What has to change? The goal has to be to win. Bottom line. Nitz, that's some that's some real smoke there from uh, Marcus Morris, and he's not wrong. He's not, but how much fun are you really going to have when there's so much pressure on you to have been the one seed and to make it to the finals and you're blowing these crazy leads to Southern California teams, which are not that good, if we're <laughs> right. being completely honest. <laughs> which are getting worse it, by the day. Exactly. It's not surprising. And I think this a lot of teams go through this, right? You know, he's saying, I see all these guys having all this fun. That's classic. Look at everybody having fun but me. Every team has their issues, and I think this is just a wave that they're inevitably hitting right now with all this pressure on them, and they're like fifth seed. Yeah, I mean, I, Justin, like it's you've seen this with uh, with Kyrie kind of taking over a team before, right? Not saying this happened in Cleveland, but it just mm-hmm. Kyrie tried to be the leader. He tried to you know be Daddy Kyrie. He tried to do all these things, and the young guys didn't really respond. I think part of it is. You know, whether you like Kyrie's leadership or not, when you have when they're forcing this Gordon Hayward, you know, play in every time and he's so bad and he's been okay lately, but he's still so bad. Like, I think a lot of these young guys look and they're like, this is crap. I should be on the court, not him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're right. I've seen this with Kyrie before, and I've also seen what having a superstar that has a foot out the door can do to a team and its chemistry. Um, But. I, I mean, with Gordon Hayward being back, putting Jalen Brown in a reduced role, uh, I think that's put tension on them. It, sometimes it means Jason Tatum isn't getting as many touches as he'd like. And right. he's kind of the one variable that they didn't have last year. Like, I understand that they, they went to the conference finals without Kyrie, but they also had a good, successful regular season with him. It's not like we hadn't seen this team uh, play at a high level together. And I think just trying to integrate uh, Hayward, Horford's taken a little bit of a step back as well. Um, it, it's just put a lot of tension. And I think when you had the pressure of expectations there and you're trying to integrate all these new pieces, it, it just really has made it tough for this team to click. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Kyrie Irving has a knee strain. That's going to have him day to day, uh, day to day. He heard it Saturday night and, uh, came out. He, they were, they were really good when he was in the game. Once he came out and they, everything kind of fell apart. So, uh, should be a big contract for Terry Rozier this summer. I'm sure that's going to work out just fine. Uh, Magic Johnson says the Pelicans did not act in good faith in negotiations. He addressed the media before the loss to the Sixers on Sunday, said the Pelicans did not act in good faith, believe that they were the ones leaking all the information about the trades. Uh, he also said to stop treating the players like babies because they're professionals. This was his quote. You know, a lot of times these deals kind of come out of nowhere and catch people off guard. You guys had a deal that kind of felt like it was being negotiated in public. In the media, I'm wondering if if you felt like that was maybe counterproductive to nope. what you guys were trying to get done, nope. or if nope. you learned anything in no. that no. through that process. No. Yeah. All deals are. <laughs> a lot of them are made in public. We didn't make it in public, but that's part of it. That's what happens, man. Did you last question, please, Tanya? Did you? We got we got big boys here. Did you? And uh, they bounce back. They're fine. Did you feel like the negotiation that you had was a good faith negotiation? No. We knew that 
basically at the end of the day, what happened happened. <laughs> and we knew that when we first started. So, you know, in terms of uh, what happened. But hey, it is what it is. I, I'm going to say this again. Quit making this about thinking these guys are babies because that's what you're treating them like. They're professionals. All of them. And, and this is how this league works. They know it. I know it. That's how it goes. So we got to move forward. And we are moving forward. They played outstanding against Boston. Give them credit. And then we want them to play well today and continue on. This is a part of the league. This is a part of the – you got a good side of the business that we get paid to be professional basketball players. But then there's deals like this. Now, Reggie and Mike had to move their families. So that's a part of it. Uh, Nitz, in terms of what Magic is saying – uh, I don't think we, I don't think we disagree that the Pelicans potentially acted in bad faith there, right? Because uh, a lot of that information got leaked out, and it seemed to be pretty pointed at the Lakers. Sure, but at the end of the day, the deal didn't happen, and acted in good faith or bad faith. I think the rest of that magic quote, in terms of treating them like babies, is the bigger focus, right? Like, first of all, I don't think the media is treating these guys like babies. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I think they're just no, treating I, them I'm, like I'm, human I'm, beings. Yeah, I'm with you. This is just the human game. beings like, that are going to be upset. Yeah, like it's a business. That's fine, but you're allowed to be upset about being treated as a literal asset in a business. And you kind of saw their quotes afterward. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Kuzma and the guys weren't. You know, they're saying, sure, we're going to be professionals about this, but it wasn't really some grand coming out in support of, you know, almost being traded, right? right? Like, even though if they understand it, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily happy about it. So I don't know. I don't think that this is all just going to go away. I don't, bad faith, good faith, whatever. The Pelicans are a nightmare of a franchise. Right. Uh, Justin, uh, before the, before the trade deadline, things were disasters since the trade deadline, they've at least played pretty well. I mean, I know they got blown out today and the defense was bad, but there was effort there, right? There was confusion, but there was effort. Um, it made me think of this really weird example that I'm pretty sure Rob Palenka borderline lied about this weekend when he was asked about the strain of the trades. And he said, it reminds me of a story of a pastor and his fiance who were on a trolley in San Francisco. And at one point, a hundred people tried to get on the trolley and the pastor and his fiance decided, uh, we can either let them separate us and we'll just get off at our next stop, or we can let them push us together and we can be closer than ever. The hell is Rob Palenka talking about? I don't know. He said this. <laughs> he said this, this is yeah. a real thing? quote. This How did you miss thing? that? That was one of many <laughs> weird quotes. Like yeah. Magic Johnson saying that the media is treating the players like babies. Nothing the Magic said is normal thing. Yeah, nothing Magic said is anywhere near right. as weird as Rob. Well, well just first, as, uh, last year, before the season last year, he was at Rob Blake was asked, "What do you want Lakers fans to take away from watching this team?" And he said, "Well, I want them to think of." You know, you know, when the first time someone heard Taylor Swift sing or Kendrick Lamar rap, that's what I want Lakers fans to take away. Man, no. when he started talking about a pastor, I thought he was going to announce that Mark Jackson was the new killer. <laughs> and then when he started talking about the trolley, I thought he was going to say that they have to choose a track. One track has all the Lakers young players and the other one has Anthony Davis. And we chose to run over the kids. Um, I, I think ultimately they're going to be OK. But when you look at what those guys had to go through, like not just the the threat of being moved and trying to figure out the logistics of that, but right. also just having your game dissected in the media and everybody just putting you under a microscope. I think that makes things tough, independent of trying to work out the situation with LeBron in the front office. 
Nitz, do you think this is like watching uh, Kendrick Lamar rap for the first time? I'm so confused about why we're comparing any artist to this. It's just what Rob Palenka. This is what quote. Rob Palenka does. He always gives some <laughs> dumbass story so that makes no sense. Blown. It confuses the media. And I think that's the design. Uh, two more little news items uh, before we wrap up this section. Wayne Ellington signed with the Pistons after being waived by the Suns with that uh, Tyler Johnson trade. And then the Thunder wave, Alex Abrinas, uh, He's played twice since December 23rd. He's dealing with a personal issue, and they decided it was best for both sides to part ways. All right, everybody, you know what time it is. It's back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's B, the number two, and B again. You sign up. You put five bucks in your account. FanDuel matches that with five bucks. Then you get to play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. Shout out to this week's winner, Antonio. He joined us on the Friday mailbag. He was great. He asked us questions. He answered questions. And that can be you too. If you go to FanDuel.com slash B2B, sign up, put money in, you're going to get money. And then you get to play with B2B listeners and get on the mailbag. All right, let's get to the rest of the action from Sunday. Mavs 102, Blazers 101 in Dallas. A 24-9 fourth quarter for the Mavericks got them back into this, including a 21-5 run over the last nine and a half minutes of the quarter. Luka Doncic outscored the Mavs 13-9 by himself in the fourth. He finished with 28 points, nine rebounds, six assists. He was 9-20 from the field, uh, 4-20 from three, 6-8 from the free throw line. Tim Hardaway Jr., also very good in this one, had 10 points in the third to kind of keep the Mavs in it as the Blazers tried to pull away. He finished with 24 points on nine of 18 shooting Damian Lillard. Great game up until the fourth 30 points on 10 of 23 from the field, six of 11 from deep, uh, but only scored two points. Didn't make a shot in four attempts in the fourth quarter. Uh, and towards the end, the last couple of possessions just tried to hunt contact to get calls. Uh, Max Kleiber, who still a real person in case anyone was wondering, <laughs> played great defense, uh, stayed straight up on both those drives. Yusuf Nurkic, 18 points, 10 rebounds before fouling out CJ McCollum, tough shooting night, 14 points on 17 shots. Blazers were real sloppy. 19 turnovers gave up 33 points off those turnovers. Justin uh, Luca is just fun at the end of these games. Everyone knows he's getting the ball. He's delivering right now. And he's just adding to the myth and the lore of Luka Doncic. Yeah, it's amazing how polished he is. And obviously playing professionally in Europe has helped him a lot, but uh, he just seems comfortable. Like there, there is no real rookie wall for him. He's had a bad game here and there, but he bounces back immediately. And even his bad games, he's typically making the right decisions. And uh, this is just another one of those games that makes you doubt the Blazers. Like this is the exact same Blazers team every single year. They're good in the regular season. They're going to win a lot, but um, it's just these collapses that are just hard to comprehend. Like that fourth quarter, as, as you mentioned, Dame was just out of control, trying to hunt for contact and, and jacking up wild shots. It, it just, it's a mess. And, and I don't know what could possibly change it at this point. I know we don't go off a single game plus minus often because it's a, it's a, weird metric in such a small sample size. Oddly enough, Evan Turner, 15 minutes plus 16 in this game. Nothing makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Kings, <laughs> Kings, 117, Suns, 104 in Sacramento. Another big game for Marvin Bagley. The third 32 points off the bench, seven rebounds. He was 10 to 15 from the field, got to the free throw line 13 times, just dominant against the Suns. De'Aaron Fox, 17 points, nine assists, six rebounds. Buddy healed at 18. Uh, Willie Colley Stein at five blocks did a good job protecting the rim. Devin Booker, 27 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Another cool game, another loss. This is just Devin Booker's life at this point. DeAndre Aiden, 16 points, nine rebounds. Tyler Johnson, nine points on 12 shots. Uh, making $21 million. He's got a really good agent. Magic 124, Hawks 108 in Atlanta. 
Nikola Vucevic, the all-star, allegedly 19 points, 12 rebounds, Evan Fournier and jo- Jonathan Isaac both had 17 to help him out. Uh, 18.6 rebounds off the bench for Terrence Ross, uh, Kevin Herter, John Collins, 15 points apiece for each young guy. Alex Leonard, 16 off the bench. The magic just one and a half games behind the heat, because guess what? Heat lost 120 for the Warriors, 118 for the Heat in Oakland. Good old fashioned shootout between Kevin Durant and Josh Richardson, as we all expected. And it's KD had 39 points, six rebounds, four assists. Josh Richardson, 37 points. He hit eight threes. He had five assists. Uh, it was kind of a fun duel. That was a good game. I mean, to start off, Warriors obviously looked incredibly sloppy, like they like to do against subpar teams in the first quarter. <laughs> right. They were down like 18 to start, and they were getting out-rebounded like 3-18 to 18 on the offensive boards, which was just abysmal. I don't even know how you get there, which fine. And then all of a sudden, Miami turned into a three-point shooting team. They're shooting like 11 average on the season. They made 18 in this, 18 of yeah. 43, I think that's insane. So it was fun to watch, but um glad Dion didn't make that last shot. Couple of cl- yeah, a couple of clutch free throws from Dorcas Cousins ended up outlasting a Dion Waiters hero shot that I'm sure you missed, Justin, quite a bit. Uh, Steph Curry, 25 points. Clay Thompson had 29, 14 assists for Draymond Green. Dion did have a good game at 24 points. Justin Winslow had uh, Justin Winslow had 22. Miami bench just brutal in this game, and uh, Warriors still good. Heat. Getting hunted down by the by the magic in the uh, the Pistons right now. Let's go to line of the weekend. Uh, we got a lot of candidates here, so let me run through a few of them for you. Nikola Jokic, twenty-seven points, ten rebounds, ten assists in the loss to the Sixers on Friday. Andre Drummond continues his tear, twenty-nine points, twenty rebounds, three blocks in the win over the Knicks on Friday. Anthony Davis had thirty-two points, nine rebounds, three blocks in just twenty-five minutes on his little minutes restriction for the uh, Pelicans in the win over the Timberwolves. Paul George, 45 points, 11 rebounds, three assists in the win over the Rockets on Saturday. Joel Embiid today with uh, 37 points, 14 rebounds, three assists. Marvin Bagley had his 32 off the bench. Kevin Durant had 39 points, six rebounds, four assists in the win. And Josh Richardson, as we mentioned, 37 points, eight threes, five assists. Justin, who's got your line of the weekend? I'm going to go with MV Paul George. Shout out to Dave Dufour. Uh, really, really impressive win. It's, it's amazing how good the Thunder can look when they play through their small forward. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Also not the MVP because James Harden and Giannis have been way better. Uh, by the <laughs> way, um, Nitz, who's got your uh, line of the weekend. I'm also going to go with Paul George, uh, just leading that comeback over Houston and yeah. Yeah, he was incredible. Uh, my line of the weekend guys got to go. Rob Palenka with the trolley parable. That is definitely a lie and definitely did not happen. You know, there's the, who, how many times is a, do a hundred people get on a trolley at the same time? Well, I've been to San Francisco. <laughs> I've been on those trolleys. There's never a hundred people swarming it. Like it's 28 days later. I have never been. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing on trolleys. <laughs> all right, well, once you guys the, o- the only trolley thing I know is the beginning of the room. That that's all I know. Okay, well, once you guys uh, once you guys get into that trolley life, you're gonna you're gonna see that parable for uh, you know a lot of different reasons. Uh, make sure you like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Count the Ding. Subscribe to the Back to Back Podcast feed. We got a new basketball buds on Tuesday, Nerdy She Wrote on Thursday, and of course the mailbag on Friday. Go subscribe to the separate Black Opinions Matter Monday feed, which you can find on all podcast platforms. Subscribe, rate, review. Do the same for this podcast, the Daily Ding, and of course the rest of our network, Kian Fahey's NFL Pod, The Interceptable, who has a great co-host named Zach Harper was fantastic. The house of Strauss, pack your knives, all that good stuff. So brush your teeth, 
eat your egos, take your vitamins, do all that good stuff, get to work, enjoy the week as we've got the All-Star Weekend coming up next. Uh, Nitz, Justin, you guys have a sign-off by, by uh, you know, a little black tray? Ding, ding. Nitz, nothing? What? I mean, the listen. The one time you're silent. Okay, first of all, I was on mute. <laughs>